Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... TEGACAST! Hey guys, and welcome to another exciting episode of TenchiCast, presented by TenchiForum.com. Every series has a middle child, the one who gets left behind, forgotten, or otherwise general spite against it. And for Tenchi, that is Shin Tenchi Muyo, better known to the English-speaking world as Tenchi in Tokyo. With me, I have a very awesome cast today. Start off with Chuck. Hello, everyone. Who? Hello. <laughs> Two newcomers to the Tenchi cast. We have McGee. Hey, how you guys doing? Glad to be here. And L. Hello there. In late 1996, the larger of AIC's animation staff shifted their design style. This is evident by a series done for the next few years, such as El Hazard, and most notably, Tenchi in Tokyo. What are your thoughts on the shift in design, and how that affected Tokyo to you? Uh, well, I think it's uh, it's pretty fitting that you start off with the first question being about the difference in the designs, character designs, because that's the first thing you notice when you watch Tenchi in Tokyo. The designs are quite different from what we've become accustomed to in the OVA and Universe series. They're a lot more simple, very simplistic, not as vivid colors, and not as fluid, one would say. It's a lot, it's a lot more simple. The first time I watched it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, I really hated the designs. I really couldn't stand it, because it was such a shock, like I said. It was something that was like, really? This isn't, this isn't Tenchi? But I think once you get over that, it's, it's very easy to overcome the changes in the designs. I mean, just, just look at Ryoko. I think Ryoko's Tenchi in Tokyo design is one of her best, if not her best, uh, designs in any Tenchi series or movie. Her fa- the famous image of her in that black formal dress with the sunglasses is just fantastic. And it's her Tenchi in Tokyo design. And it's kind of hard, but it is, it is kind of hard to notice that, but it is the Tenchi in Tokyo design when you take a look at it. So um, I would say it is, it is hard to get over in the beginning, the designs, but if you can push through and keep an open mind, then I think most people will either just become accustomed to them, or maybe even come to like them. I know a couple people on the forum quite enjoy the uh, the new designs, and I've come to appreciate them more uh, as I've watched Tenshi in Tokyo more than once. Well, to start off with, I actually like the designs, though it is kind of simple. The only issue I actually have with it is just that it seems like it was simple and it was just quickly put together but after i watched you know throughout the series it's you know it grown accustomed to me and i actually grew to like it i also like the some of the new outfits that we also see our uh, you know characters in when along with the transitions from ryoko's uh dress from her battle suit being the you know traditional black suit with the red uh striping to her space pirate uniform which looked like a uh tank top with, you know, tight pants and stuff of that nature. But in terms of animation, I actually quite, you know, relatively enjoyed it, and I believe it was quite nice. I would have to admit it's probably my 
least favorite uh, design style of the whole Tenchi series things, but uh, it's not too bad. I mean, I can still watch the thing and not mind it at all. It, it did seem like a bit of a devolution in the art style from uh, previous entries, but uh, there still had some good uh, things in it. What you uh, between the answers uh, we've uh, heard from McGee and L, I think uh, pretty much sums up. Uh, it's like a microcosm of of what you hear a lot in the Tenchi fandom. Is a lot of people seem to either love it or hate it, and it's true that uh, you know, like Chuck said, it can grow on you. But I think uh, both are very valid points. But I will say that uh, for me, <laughs> as I've said, with uh, in a slightly different context with regards to uh, OVA three. You know, because a lot of people have brought up, well, the animation was starkly different, to say the least, in OVA three. For me, if I have um, if I have a Petraea Burchard Ryoko, I'm happy. <laughs> and so, ever since I first saw Tenchi in Tokyo, um, I I thought, oh, this looks different. But Ryoko was Ryoko, uh, Sasami was Sasami, Tenchi was Tenchi. Um, everybody was back uh, for the most part, I think. And so, um, for me, honestly, um, the animation was never, it was never a negative, uh, in my book and it, and it really wasn't, uh, it was kind of an afterthought for me, uh, in all honesty, but it is starkly different and, you know, it's totally valid to say, either say I love it or I hate it. But for me, you know, I, I, I guess I'd say I enjoyed it. Uh, it worked for me and, uh, as, uh, as has already been mentioned, like Ryoko in her, her space pirate garb, that's one of her most iconic uh, looks. And hey, you know, you get that from Tenchi in Tokyo. So I'm going to have to echo the sentiments of who. The style didn't really affect how much I like the show. For the most part, I don't really care how the characters look so much as the style they're portrayed in stays true to the original feel of the characters. The soul of it, if you will. Now, some people may understand this. But there's a big difference between drawing something to be different and still being faithful and being able to pull it off. And I think Tokyo did it extremely well. Uh, however, I know that many in the fandom, you know, it's just one more thing for them to add to their hate list about Tokyo, despite it being a largely subjective topic. And that's, you know, for the most part, that's completely understandable. Because, you know, imagine if all of a sudden they changed how The Simpsons looked. And it could have been the best writing they've had since season 9. Like, it could have been absolutely smashing. But people would riot over the design change. Obviously, us here at Tenchi Forum are generally more open-minded folk. And this is something that... It's really it's really nitpicky, kind of. Because as long as the characters, like who said, as long as you have a Petraea Burchard to play Ryoko, I'm all good. So, I'm all good with design changes. Among many other things, the plot in Tenchi in Tokyo has been criticized for a number of reasons. Do you think the plot as it is can be changed to work? Do you think it would need to be completely rewritten? Or do you think it's fine the way it is? Um, you know, I would say, uh, oh yeah, the, the plot, that's another, uh, that's another thing that, uh, like you said, Dagon, um, particularly if people, you know, weren't crazy about Tenchi in Tokyo, they'll kind of add that to their reasons I dislike this list. You know, I I feel honestly that uh, you know there really were some pretty wacky uh, <laughs> episodes in there. Uh, I think there was even one you know like where a monkey steals um, 
one or all of their uh, their jewels, um, you know, however that works into. And the nonsensical elements like that, I, I think when they're they're framed with a what I felt was a pretty solid story, actually. Um, I, I think with particularly with the the animation style, some people have said, you know, it looks simpler or more cartoonish. And I think they're right, but I, I think um, I think they kind of complement each other. You know, those kind of wacky, uh, more crazy moments like that uh, fit with this kind of uh, little bit uh, less formal, less structured, it seems like, um, animation, uh, a little more cartoonish. So I felt those moments fit, and I also felt that I felt the story in general, I thought all the story arcs, were really well done. Particularly, I really enjoyed the Ryoko story arc in how she... Um, we we see this side of her that we never see, uh, I think, in any other Tenchi continuity. We see her having serious... I guess maybe Tenchi in love, you start to see... Uh, or Sorry, excuse me, Tenchi forever, you see it a bit. But she really starts having these uh, these doubts about how much she how loyal is she going to be to Tenchi? And, you know, when he, you know, spoiler alert, totally stabs her in the back like that. You know, we see her, we see a totally different side of her. And she has to come to terms with that. She has to come to terms with who are your real friends, who are your real family, and all that. And so I, I felt uh, that combined with the, the Yugi the, uh, story arc as the antagonist, I thought it was all really well done. Well, the story is quite different from uh, all the other series. I mean, for this one, we start off with uh, the villain actually being present instead of waiting half of the series for a villain to actually appear. And the villain seems to be extremely scheming and conniving with this very long-term plan, whilst the other villains just seemed to go for an attack, see if they could kill people. But yeah, the plotline wasn't that bad. I mean, it doesn't need changing. I mean... Uh, the main plot being to destroy the whole Tenchu family. I mean, that might have left a bit of a bitter taste in some fans' mouths, but it's not that bad. I mean, it's well written. I mean, uh, the characters Nobuyuki and Yosho were utilized a lot more in the series as well. I think, yeah, Nobuyuki even got like his own episode, really, when he visited Tenchu. There was a lot of character development with Ryoko in that whole arc, which was good to see. Well, to start off, the kind of person how I am, as long as I see a good story form around an actual character or particular event is a good thing for me. And with Tenchi and Tokyo, I saw a really nice story. Though there might have been a few small minor adjustments, I actually found the story to be quite you know, entertaining and it actually kept you kind of hooked in you know, what's going to happen next. The only small adjustments I would throw in would be the exactly what I believe who or else said was how it was put out. Like when we saw the OVA and the Universe series, it was kind of delayed, but along with that, it kind of added a suspense to what's going to happen next. With Tokyo, we instantly see Yugi, I believe. Right at the very beginning, and we automatically know that something was going on. And it was just a matter of how it was going to go and play out throughout. And with her taking her time each episode, I saw it as her 
building power to manifest herself and with each thing that she does like taking the you know getting the monkey to take the gems to uh end the destroying you know the Tenchi family I saw right off the bat the story that was main to it because Ryoko when she came to you know throw in a spoiler here when she came into the earth and saw Tenchi for the first time she was a powerful, you know, creature that, you know, used the stone to go ahead and enhance herself. And Tenchi's sword or necklace served as a weapon. And with that, Washu made a reference that each individual gem has its own specific power, but when all are combined, form a power unimaginable. And I believe, right with the plot line, that was the entire thing that could have destroyed Yugi. And so with that, I saw that plot with her trying to separate the family, which she actually almost did as a well-formed plot, and along with trying to destroy the Tenti household, because with that she would be able to create her own perfect world that she was would have done. Well, uh, let me be the fan who uh, goes and lays it out on the line. I love the main plot of Tenshi in Tokyo. I think it can easily stand up shoulder to shoulder with uh, the universe and OVA 1 and 2 plots, and, and in some ways even surpass them. I think a lot of people get bogged down in the, uh, the confusion that comes in the, the beginning of the show, because not many people know, but some people can guess, that Tokyo was originally going to be the sequel to Tenchi Universe. Like, it was going to be in the same continuity as Tenchi Universe. But a couple episodes in, the creators decided to nix that and they added in a uh, an origin episode to show that it was in fact different from Tenchi Universe. So I think that um, that really jars a bit with a lot of fans. But the main plot itself, I think, is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's the least Jirai centric plot that any of the shows have, which is it's a, it's a big difference from the other two because Jirai is usually front and center, or at least heavy in the background, whereas this one you almost see nothing of Jirai. And the things that you do see of Jirai are very different than what we do in the other series. Like, in this one, there's a Jiraiian empress, and she's the one who has uh, imprisoned Yugi, who is a Jiraiian mutant with psycho psychokinetic uh, powers, and that she's imprisoned on Earth. And I just think, just the concept alone of a Jiraiian empress and a mutant Jirai child who is sent to Earth rather than killed I think is an awesome an awesome plot twist, and the uh, the development of the main plot of uh, Yugi's just broken desire for revenge on uh, on all things Jirai is um, is really good. The, where where it comes into problem in my mind is the episodic nature of it, because throughout the whole be- the whole middle of the show, we're just treated to what I think are just really wacky episodes of just questionable entertainment value, like uh, the the guy who runs really fast and uh, Tenshi's dad being turned into, like, some woman-chasing robot. And it just, it really muddles the main plot. But when you step back and ignore the wacky little episodes and you view the main plot, I think it's one of the best in uh, any Tenshi continuity. And on, on a little aside... The uh, Ryoko subplot, I think, is the best subplot in any of the uh, continuities. 
her growth as a character and her emotional depth and breadth is uh, is on display front and center, unlike any other of the uh, the Tenshi shows that we see. And in the end, while ostensibly about um, Yugi and the Tenshi family and falling apart and coming back together again, I think in a large part, this show, more than any of the other shows, is about Ryoko in a way. And in the very ending scene of the show, it really hints at that. And I'm sure we'll come back and talk about that later. But that's my piece. I'm going to be the fan who says Tenshi and Tokyo's main plot rocks. Well, to answer my bit of this question honestly, I'm going to take a few steps back and analyze the origin of Tenshi and Tokyo as a sequel to Universe. Basically, when we look at Tenshi and Tokyo, we saw that it was going to be that direct sequel to uh, Tenshi Universe. Showed the Knights and Nagi in promo art, who mysteriously never make it into the final product. We have a setting that was set two years after they had met, which already included Kiyone from the very beginning. So, during early writing, and possibly very early production, that's how it was going to be. It was going to follow that main plotline that we saw that Chuck had referenced in his que- in his answer. And now, I don't know if it was the writers, if it was the director, if it was the AIC upper suits, somebody decided to change its focus from Yugi. Yugi fits perfectly as an eccentric Tenchi villain, obviously with a few twists to make her fresh and be different than Kagato or Yuzuha, in that she becomes Sasami's friend, and also being imprisoned by the one and only time that a female has ever ruled Jirai and the Empress of Jirai, and, you know, the whole crew finding the ruins, getting the backstory of Yugi, it's all there, what we would expect from a classic Tenchi series that we'd already seen. And then, we are shifted from that to Sakuya, the normal Japanese schoolgirl, so to speak, and to make this new girl essentially kind of win Tenchi by default, and then phone in Yugi's main storyline later on in the story. So the first half of the series, like Chuck said, is completely dedicated to slapstick humor, very episodic episodes thrown in between Tenchi getting with Sakia, and the antics of the girls falling behind her. This school romance plot and the slapstick humor is ripe, up until the Jirai ship, and then Yugi attacks, and then we're switched back to this main plot that we had seen before, and what we would assume is the original, at which point Sakia is completely sidelined, emphasizing that there was in fact a very unique change in the plot. And the biggest contender to this, obviously, is the new origin story, where each of them, Washu and Ryoko, come down to Earth, and there's the gems. And so, that really solidifies to me that there was a dual plot. As far as whether or not it should be changed or rewritten, I think that there, I, in all honesty, I know that everybody else has found a way, and or loves the plot, or finds that it's very fantastic, and... I think that, you know, showing Ryoko's arc as her real, you know, that really solidifies her being a space pirate because she becomes a space pirate again. Honestly, I think they should have much more heavily gone with the Yugi plot and anything that associated with Sakia should have been sidelined because I really feel that that was kind of like the fact 
on the meat. Like, that really didn't need to be there. Because we were still led along the Yugi plot line, except that we kind of had to take really long detours with Sakuya. And while some people may love, love her, I know she has a huge following of fans, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where we ended up. So, I think that the plot should be rewritten in a way that much more heavily focuses on Yugi, especially after the ending. Tenchi in Tokyo was the first series to really create a division in the Tenchi community, all of which culminated to one character, Sakuya. What are your thoughts on her? Well, uh, first time I watched it, I didn't really like Sakuya that much, but given time... Well, it was kind of unfair to throw this completely new and, you know, just bare bones of a character with these well-known and well-loved, you know, Tenchi characters, and she didn't stand much of a chance at the beginning, but uh, her character was slowly fleshed out through all the episodes, so, I mean, she, she she's not my favorite character, but, and, uh, you know, what... But she does have a main part in the plot, which, well, the plot's very good. I mean, the whole uh, slowly destroying the Tenshi family through uh, creating this division through the romantic feelings with Tenshi. But it, it does lead to that uh, scene where Ryoko finds Tenshi and Saku, which, which isn't a pleasant scene at all. I mean, it's kind of sad. And uh, I, I just... Compared to the other girls, I just don't see what Tenchi really sees in Sakyo. She just seems bland, really, compared to the others. So, until the end, she's kind of just this random girl who's just there and for some reason likes Tenchi and she likes her. Uh, I'm going to have to, unfortunately, agree with Elle. I, when I first watched Tenchi in Tokyo, I really didn't like Sakya at all. And my feelings, while still in the negative, they have changed for the positive a bit, but I still still didn't enjoy her character. I thought she was... Uh, I mean, I understand her purpose in the show. Her purpose in the show was to be the normal girl that Tenchi wants but can't have because he's special, because he's got his alien women around him. But she represents a bit of normality that he, he craves. And so I understand her place in the show. I just felt that she was a bit of a one-dimensional character. I think she was better than some of the OVA three characters that we were introduced to in OVA 3, but I think she was mainly on the whole just there to fulfill that purpose. We do see in fact, the only I can say by positive, the best things I thought about Sakuya were when she showed real emotion, like when she got angry, when she got mad at Tenshi about not paying attention to her. I thought that was when she was at her best because that showed that she was more than just the normal sweet schoolgirl, the popular girl that Tenshi would obviously fall for. And so when she showed emotion like that, especially anger or jealousy, that's when I liked her the best. But unfortunately, that really didn't last too long um, once he got to the middle of the show. And like Elle mentioned, the scene uh, on the school roof uh, is really hard to watch because Ryoko's there and, oh, it's just, that one's a rather unpleasant scene. Um, I think they really could have... I agree with what you said earlier, Dagon, that the Yugi plot should have been more to the forefront and Sakia to the sideline, but I think even even then, they could have done at least a bit more to have her show more human emotion and be a bit more relatable, just a bit more. 
And in the end, I think they sort of uh, they sort of really did themselves in a bit. Spoiler alert here, but uh, Sakuya turns out to be the ghost or the shadow of Yugi, and that sort of I guess explains why she wasn't such a vitalic character throughout the show. And to me, that that just felt like a cop out. And so in the end, while I understand and liked the purpose of Sakia, I think the execution of her character was just off, and I think it could have been done much better. Well, I absolutely love Sakuya's character. The only downside to it is exactly what Chuck said, was that she was a shadow of Yugi, and she didn't even know it. But in terms of her actual character, I absolutely loved it, because what she is, is exactly that normal girl that what if Tenchi saw this normal girl and fell in love with her? And what would actually happen? Her purpose in the show was quite clear. The second I saw it, that she was going to be the new girl that Tenchi would actually have an affinity for. Or to, you know, actually fall in love with throughout the series. And be deciding, uh, should I go ahead and be with her because I have all these, you know, really nice, good friends that could be potential candidates for, you know, being in a relationship with me. Now, going to her actual uh, little scheme of things, what distracted me, or what actually, you know, turned me down from being, you know, a full-on-fledged actual Sakuya fan, was the fact that Yugi, spoiler, created this illusion uh, forming around her when we were watching the later episodes, when... It was quite clear after she took back Sakuya from, you know, as her shadow, everything else that was created as an illusion around her uh, started to fade. Uh, she was no longer even known as a character, only in Tenchi's mind when he actually saw her. That, to me, was kind of like the big downturn. If whoever it was that kept, you know, had her in the story kept her, it could have been an actual better thing. Or actually have someone kill off her character like Yugi you know showing up and actually trying to kill Tenchi and end up you know missing Tenchi but got Sakuya and her dying of a you know that effect would have uh, been more of a significant impact to the actual storyline the one thing I did like about the fact that she was a shadow was that she was a when we see Tenchi you know in the realm of Yugi and when Yugi put him kind of like a mind manipulation with Sakuya being there, and Sakuya actually fights back with Yugi and tells Tenchi to go for it and go ahead and say with the ones that you know she that he loves. And to me, that was a uh, it was a worthwhile experience to go ahead and watch that. So, in terms of my opinion of Sakuya, I love her for her character. The only downfall is the fact of uh, she was part of Yugi. Oh, man, I have complicated feelings towards Sakya. I guess I'll just start with, uh, let's go back to 2000, uh, when I, whenever I first saw uh, Tenchi in Tokyo. Oh, I hated her. I mean, I just absolutely, just, just completely hated her. And for the obvious reason that that not only like myself as a Ryoko fan and other Ryoko fans would hate her, but... You know, pretty much anyone else, like um, Aika fans or, you know, uh, Kyo Mio fans, uh, anyone else, you know, she, she really does have this, uh, 
she strikes not only the the other residents of the house, but the viewers really, I think a lot of viewers as this intruder. And, you know, so a lot of fans, I think, understandably have that knee gut reaction of, you know, who are you? You're new. You're not one of us. You know, get out of here. You're, you're messing up the, the dynamics. Um, so uh, jump forward to uh, 2010 when I started watching Tenchi again. Still disliked her, particularly when I saw um, the episode, the, ugh, the infamous one where, uh, you know, she Saki and Tenchi kiss and Ryoko sees it and, and you're just crying for Ryoko. You're like, no, this is not how it was supposed to be. I will say, though, after having taken a step back and hearing from a lot of uh, good uh, differing opinions via uh, Tenchi form uh, from a lot of uh, very astute viewers of, of Tenchi in Tokyo uh, that have, uh, you know, much more positive feelings towards Sakuya and or Yugi, considering the dynamics of the primary source of conflict uh, in a harem anime in, in general, you know, at this point, uh, in the story where, where we jump in and, and like has been touched upon, we're, you know, what, two years or so into uh, Tenchi and all the girls uh, living together in, in the Masa household. And granted, you still have some, uh, you know, some friction between uh, Ryoko and Aika primarily, but uh, Saki really added, um, you, you revitalized that conflict, I should say, which is a good thing for the story. And and me and other Ryoko uh, and or Aika fans or whomever uh, hating her, you know, that, that, that's a good thing. In a positive aspect of her, I think uh, I think Tenchi falling for her, because, you know, I've asked the question as, why, why did Tenchi go for her when he's got all these other girls? And, well, I think it was all just a part of um, him leaving the house, leaving his family, wanting to be on his own and uh, go to a new place, meet new people. I think that was all tied in with that, and uh, I think when we criticize her for being bland and normal, that seems to be what Tenchi finds most interesting about her, and as bizarre as it sounds for all of us, because we're like, you know, wow, a Ryoko or an Aika or, um, you know, all these other, you know, galaxy police officers, like, that's exciting, that, that doesn't happen to anyone, that would be appealing, but it's almost as though Tenchi, having experienced that in his youth, it's almost become stale uh, for him. And it's, it's in a weird reverse way. It's like a normal person seems exciting to him or, or more ideal to him, I guess. So um, I guess, uh, Oh, another quick thing to throw in is um, I never quite understood though. I've only watched it uh, a handful of times and I didn't quite understand how it was exactly that Sakuya was, um, she was appears to be completely autonomous, or not not completely autonomous, but she's not conscientiously aware of the fact that she's um, somehow a creation or a shadow or what have you of Yugi, and um, you know I, I, that was used as a counterpoint by you know Yugi fans and Sock fans saying, well, you know she she wasn't trying to break up the household. She wasn't trying to be an instrument or a tool of Yugi's to destroy Tenchi. And I, I think for the, I think that's true for the most part, but I, I am curious as to how that could be if she is indeed a part of Yugi, but I, perhaps that's for another uh, discussion. So all in all, my final word is um, 
is, you know, as a, as a Ryoko fan and, uh, I still can't watch that, that, that one episode, one part of that one infamous episode uh, without uh, gritting my teeth and or crying. <laughs> um, so I, I've grown to respect her more, and I see her, I definitely see her uh, function as a plot device, as a character. Uh, but if I gotta be totally honest, I'm not a Sakuya fan, and I, I do kind of dislike her for all the reasons uh, previously stated. To be brutally honest... And this is with no malice, this is with no zealot-esque hate. I do not think that Sakyo should have ever come into Tenchi in the first place. And now that I've gone over the origin of her plotline in the previous question, I just don't think she fit into any character dynamic. Like Like who mentioned, I think her being there revitalized the vigor that the fans had as far as, you know, defending their favorite character and she should win or she should win. But I think it was done the wrong way. I think that it was very much done in a negative approach as opposed to a positive one, despite the fact that Sakia herself is, in fact, uh, like who mentioned, she's the intruder. In a show that is completely dependent on character dynamics to sell the story... This is an immediate death sentence for Sakuya. Sakuya is the, as we've all mentioned, the typical Japanese schoolgirl, which is fine, which is what worked for Tenshi. Unfortunately, we were never really, as far as a fandom as a whole, we weren't segued into it. There was really no um, Tenshi kind of, her and Tenshi courting, so to speak. It was boom, right there. They forced it right into us, and now we kind of have to pick up the pieces and have really mixed emotions about what we're going to do, and largely those came out very negative. Moreover, at this point, in 1997, we have, you know, we've got four different OVA, counting the Mahoshi special and the Pretty Sammy OVA with the main cast. We have Universe, and we have a movie of people wanting to know who's going to get with Tenchi. And then all of a sudden, the writers felt that not only would Sakuyu get Tenchi, but she would, or that Tenchi would give her his immediate attention and affection, and expecting people who have been rooting for their favorite girl for five years now just to be able to get a slim chance at getting with him after going through time, after going through space, literally. And to top it off, she's pretty much a one-dimensional character, and that's nothing against Sakuya fans. That's... There's no chance. She had absolutely no chance of getting over with people. I mean, obviously, there were Sakia fans, and they love her, and that's fine. That's totally okay. But as far as getting over with Tenchi fandom as a whole, that was just never going to happen. And, you know, I think she could, like I said, I think she could be reworked, but you just cannot thrust a character into everyone's face, tell us that she, essentially tell us through the story that she's better. Because even if that's not what was said, that's kind of what happened, because... All of these girls, Aika fans, Ryogo fans, Mahoshi fans, Kione fans, even Sasami fans, we're all rooting that maybe Tenchi will pick one. And then all of a sudden, he leaves all of them because they're... This is essentially how we saw it, is not good enough. And he just picks Sakuya. And it's like, what? It, it, the only thing that came out of people's minds was negativity. And nobody's going to give the guy who wrote that rainbows in praise... So, 
I'm all for going and doing different things and deviating from the norm. That's how we make progress. But breaking the wheel and destroying the core mechanic of anything in the process is the wrong way to do it. And I think that Saki's in introduction into Tenshin Tokyo should have been as important as Amagasaki coming back and that one guy whose grandfather was a shrine. It should have been very, very toned down. Tenshin Tokyo's end distinctly leads towards future events, much more so than any other series. Except Universe, obviously. Should the planets ever align correctly, would you like to see a sequel to Tenchi in Tokyo? And if so, what are your do's and don'ts? Well, to be completely honest, I would actually find a sequel quite uh, appealing to me. Because exactly what Ryoko said at the ending of uh, Tenchi in Tokyo, when they were sitting in the tree, spoiler here... What if Sak- what if uh, Yuki grows up to look like Sakuya? And you should go ahead and pick me. Let's go ahead and do it right now. Before she was interrupted by Washu. That would serve as a mechanical purpose. Because that would be a main you know, plot line to it. Or a subplot line to a sequel. Because it would make you think. What if you know, Yuki does grow up to look kind of like Sakuya? And would it actually be then where Tenchi falls in love with a girl, and which one would it be? Would it be Sakuya, Ryoko, Aika? Even though I root for, you know, Ryoko. But it would go ahead and serve as a wonderful uh, subplot. In terms of an actual plot, it would be difficult, I wouldn't say difficult to pull off, but more so interesting. But all in all, I believe that it could be done, and yes, I would actually go ahead and find a second, a sequel to Tokyo, uh, quite refreshing, and if not, actually enjoyable. Well, um, if I may just add in here, I should have said this uh, with regard to the plot uh, question, but I just, I, I did, I will say the first time I watched it, because uh, like, we mentioned the ending, you know, at first I, I couldn't help but find where uh, Tenchi, uh, quote-unquote, defeated Yugi, at first, I found that a little anticlimactic. It, it, you know, like all this uh, plotting and scheming, and then Tenchi basically goes up, like slaps Yugi, uh, Yugi and says, "Hey, stop that." Okay, and that was it. But, <laughs> but I've I, again, I've heard, uh, you know, over the years and from other people, like you know, that was very in line with Tenchi's character and all that, and a lot of good reasons for that. So uh, that ended uh, that ended well enough, but. Uh, as far as a sequel, yeah, I, I would. Uh, I'm usually always um, one rooting for in any continuity, any shape and form. Uh, more Tenchi, I, I think I, I would totally be in favor of that. Um, as far as uh, the sequel goes, I think really you'd almost have. As far as I don't do's and don'ts, you might almost have a bit easier of a time uh, with fans, kind of after the shell shock of the first Tenchi in Tokyo, well, the only Tenchi in Tokyo now, um, and probably forever, we don't, I don't want to lead anyone on, but if there was a sequel, and say you did have um, Yugi uh, being a part of the group dynamic, um, which was implied, I, uh, I think, and she probably would look somewhat like Sakuya when she uh, grew up, I think that's, uh, a lot of people probably wouldn't disagree with that. Um, and I think you, 
could could have an easier time of her being thrown into the the harem dynamic uh, in terms of um, you know the 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 classic dynamic of who's going to get and she and the girls uh, fighting each other over him uh, because in a way. Uh, if you're starting off with a sequel of Tenchi in Tokyo, at least people can still hate her because she's not whatever team you're rooting for, but at least it would feel like she's paid her dues, uh, so to speak. You know, like she's she's been through uh, a lot with them, and she spent some time with them, and I think like Dagon uh, made reference to, we would have been eased into it instead of just um, Tenchi in Tokyo. It's just, boom. I'm leaving you all and going to Tokyo. Boom. Uh, there's this uh, new girl, Sakia, and presto, Tenshi is, prefers her over everyone else. And, you know, so I think that was the main reason uh, that a lot of fans were most offended by Sakia. It was just the suddenness of it. And so I think with a sequel, you could have a lot, a lot more uh, of a positive dynamic with, uh, with you know, Team Yugi or Saki, I don't know what name she'd go by at that point, um, but she would, she'd feel more like a legitimate choice for Tenshi. Oh boy, um, this is a good question, Dagon. Um, I think you're absolutely right. This, the ending of Tenshi in Tokyo does heavily imply the, you, the possibility of uh, Yugi slash Saki waking up in the future. It does heavily imply future uh, story continuation. However, I really can't conceive of how it would be done. I mean, I'm sure it could be done, and I would love to see it done, but I really wouldn't know how to go about doing it. I don't know how many people out there would uh, would agree with me, but I think if you examine it closely, the ending of Tenshi in Tokyo is probably one of the most um, pro-Ryoko endings of any of them, except perhaps maybe the, the, second, I mean, the third movie. Um, it really does seem to hint that... Um, if he's not gonna, if he can't be with Sakia, he would absolutely go with uh, Ryoko. So it would be, it would be really, really fascinating to see. Well, what if uh, Sakia does return and he's with Ryoko? What, what would that do to the the, dyna- the dynamic? So in that case, yes, I think it would be an absolutely amazing to see how it would be done. As far as do's and don'ts go, um. I mean, the show is Tenshi in Tokyo, so I would assume that Tokyo would have to be involved. Um, so it'd be difficult to do it without trying, without being a rerun of uh, of the first series. So perhaps bring in a bit more of uh, of a cosmic sense to it. Maybe we can see more of this new Jirai that we haven't seen much before. Perhaps uh, Aika and Sasami. We could uh, through them or somehow. Pl- plot-related through them, be connected back to Jirai, because in this story, Tenshi and his family, and even uh, his grandfather, are not Jiraiyans, they're Earth Earthlings. And so it would be interesting to see a Tenshi in space who actually has no um, alien ancestry. It would be something that we hadn't seen in Tenshi before. So that's what I would like to see, perhaps more, uh, more on the cosmics, cosmic uh, sense of it. But other than that, I really have no conception of how it would be done. It would be amazing if it could be done right, but I really can't see how off the top of my head. Yeah, to, to confess, I can't really remember much of the ending. I haven't really watched Tokyo that much in a while, and the ending even longer ago. But uh, 
what I've been able to piece together from what other people have said, well, with Yugi being incorporated into the family, even if she does grow up to look like Sakura, her personality would still be a great different, I think. I mean, she'd be a lot colder, a bit darker than Sakura, and it, her normality, the, the main factor that Tenchi preferred would uh, be eradicated, basically. Uh, and honestly, if it, it would be continued at the time when she's grown up, then Sasami would be grown up as well. I, I don't know if Washu would, because I, I don't know if she's just inhabiting the body of a child in Tokyo or not, but, I don't know, but that, that would be quite a long period of time in between. And, well, Tenchi would be like Shrine Master or whatever then, so that'd probably be the backstory. But, I don't know. Continuing it, well, any more tension is always good, but uh, oh, it wouldn't be the f main thing I'd want to see continued in a direct sequel or anything. In all reality, like many have said, any new Tenchi is good news to me. I'll, I'll reserve judgment for the most part until I see it, but as far as Tokyo is concerned, there are a few things that I'd like to see as far as do's and don'ts. One, do not bring back Sakuya under any circumstances. Whether you love her or hate her, her name brings ire, and I'm not talking StarCraft, to Tenchi fans when they hear her name. It's memories best left distant and dormant. If you're going to bring back Yugi as a teen character, make her be unique. Don't let don't have people remind her of Sakuya. Have her be her own unique character. And if Sakuya is ever going to come to mind, it's only going to be, oh, there was this shadow that you made one time. Flesh out Yugi's backstory. There is so much we could go into. How was Yugi made? What were her thoughts being alone on Earth for the first time? Let's really love Yugi now that she's a part of the house. And do not, do not, do not do what the OVA is doing now and throw in a bunch of characters who no one cares about. Keep it close, expand a little bit for villains, and absolutely no Mary Sues. We have two in Tenchi already, we don't need any more. And if Yugi is going to develop affection for Tenchi, or vice versa, I would like it to be more along the lines of brotherly and not intimate, and I'll fight for you, and not let's do it. Well, thank you everybody for joining in on the Tenchi in Tokyo podcast. Does anybody have anything they'd like to add? One only thing I would actually like to add would be uh, in terms of a continuation of uh, or a sequel to uh, the Tokyo series. And it would fall along the lines of exactly that with uh, Yugi being a subplotter or a, uh, you know, a completely new character that is in the Tenshi household. Uh, what would her complete backstory be? And if we were able to successfully, successfully dive into a backstory with her, that I believe would cause a greater effect. And going along the lines of what Chuck or Who said, would there be a connect? There would have to be a small connection with Tokyo, and maybe you know what would be the next plot or the next actual setting be? Would it be more in Tokyo? Would it be in space, or would it be back at the Masaki house? And what would you know a new character or villain be? What if uh, 
the Dryans found out that Yugi was released, would they come, you know, come back to Earth to try to, you know, defeat her or to imprison her or to finish her off? So I could see a good plot line in terms of that. And concluding with what I said, that would be about it. I would, you know, root for, you know, a new one. It's just a matter of taking consideration of the events that happened in the first uh, Tokyo series. Uh, something I forgot to mention back in the first question about uh, the character designs. I think uh, I can speak for the entire uh, caucus of Kione fans among Tenchi fandom in saying that the Kione and Tenchi in Tokyo was terrible. She was she lost all the charm that she had in universe. The her drive was turned into just basically insanity almost over uh, over her work and. Don't even get me started about her fashion sense. Oh goodness, her fashion sense was terrible in uh, in this one more than any of the other characters. So I would just have to say, as as a Kione and speaking for Kione fans, I think I can say that uh, the the Kione in Tenchi in Tokyo was my least favorite of all, and one of my least favorite parts of Tenchi in Tokyo. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you want to hear any more news, check out TenchiForum.com. Be sure to subscribe to our RSS feed and like us on Facebook. Until next time, stay gold.